Hello and welcome to the HeyNet podcast. I am your host for the day. I am Ria Freeman. You can find me hanging about on Twitter at Ria Freeman or on Instagram at Ria Freeman PR and I'm the same on Facebook too. So I'm really honoured to be doing this podcast and the first one is all about a question that Sam sent me via Instagram. I'll get the exactly, I'll get the precise wording for you because, you know, it matters. Um, So Sam got in touch with me last week and asked me, do you think the equestrian industry is in better shape now than five years ago? What has changed? Now I think it's a really good question from a few different points of views. For the first part of it, I'm going to have a little look at the British Equestrian Trade Association facts and figures really. So uh, the British Equestrian Trade Association, which we'll call BETA because that's what they're also called, um, do regular surveys that have a look at the size of the industry, um, which is really, really useful and a really interesting and genuine guide. So their website is beta, B-E-T-A hyphen UK.org if you want to have a look. It's a really, really good website. So in 2015, they conducted the National Equestrian Survey and they found that the economic value of the equestrian sector now stands at, well, now it was in 2015, 4.3 billion. Um, And in 2011, when they did the last survey, it was 3.8 billion. So on that side of things, clearly the equestrian industry is in better shape because it's bigger, money-wise. There are a lot of other facts and figures as well, also showing a decline in riders, which is a bit, you know, which isn't ideal. but there's various different facts and figures around it too and it is really really interesting also it has shown that more money is spent on each horse well this was again in 2015 which again is a really positive thing so from that side of things it does look like there are some measurables that show the industry is in better shape whereas you know a decline in riders and other things perhaps not so much Personally, I think the industry has changed enormously in the last five years. Um, Until fairly recently, I was um, fully involved in PR, marketing uh, and social media in equestrian and country. And although I do still do a bit of that now, I also um, coach small businesses. So from my point of view, um, working with magazines, websites, etc, etc, I've seen a huge shift. From a facts and figs point of view, the number of um, magazines has reduced and the circulation of those that, ex- uh, that remain has also reduced. This is obviously not great for those involved in publishing and again it's been a really interesting shift because not all that long ago um, there was a surge when loads of new magazines hit the shelves, uh, regionals and there were some nationals as well that have gone and everybody started a magazine. I also think around this time there was a lot more money available for advertising and social media wasn't what it is now and online advertising wasn't what it was now. So if companies were looking to reach their target market, they would really have to go through magazines. Of course, the landscape has shifted enormously now and social media is a huge part of so many advertising campaigns, so many marketing plans. And if not, it really, really should be. Also, online advertising has really stepped up. 
some of the magazines that are doing particularly well at the moment, well, particularly well, I think a lot have been hit really hard by a decline in readership. But the ones that seem to be doing the best have also got a very strong online and social media presence. And that also does present other advertising opportunities for um, customers. So for, you know, uh, retailers, for manufacturers, for people that sell equestrian items. So in terms of magazines, obviously there's been a real decline there, which is not good for the magazines, but perhaps better in some ways for the end user because there's less choice. As the kind of surge in magazines went up and then declined, the next surge that I personally saw were websites. There were so many new websites that sprung up offering various blogging, various features, all the different services. And actually, again, they have now started to decline a bit. So as with so much, usually the cream rises. And I don't mean that in a kind of everything else is rubbish at all. I really, really don't. But I just mean that maybe those with a bit more who are a little bit more business savvy or perhaps have looked ahead to see what's coming next and created a way to sustain that, they tend to do better. And that has been exactly the same with websites I've seen as well. Um, there was a phase, again, not all that long ago, when websites were springing up all the time and creating features and content and selling advertising on the back of that. But recently, I've also seen that decline and have seen some biggish websites also you know decline again there was also a phase when everybody opened a tax shop um and again i've seen a number of smaller tax shops and actually a very big one recently stop trading um actually the big one was quite a surprise in some ways um so that again it's all interesting how it comes in kind of peaks and troughs now of course the one of the the big things at the moment is brand ambassadors and sponsored riders and working with those to help promote brands, which is something that a lot of people are doing. And a lot of bloggers and brand ambassadors are springing up all the time who have got really sizable followings on some of their social media platforms, but perhaps don't always have the the blog or the kind of owned platform that I think is essential if you're looking to support a blogger or a vlogger, really. Um you've got to have your own platform because you can't just rely on something owned by someone else you know like Facebook if Facebook disappeared tomorrow people who have traded solely on that would be really screwed and equally with Instagram some of the influencers who have huge accounts there actually if Instagram changed the algorithm which happens so much um or just vanished they would be in a lot of trouble in terms of their following and you know what they trade off so again it's a really interesting evolution that I've seen and I think we're currently on the upward curve of that or hopefully towards the top but I think soon like with everything else we'll start to see the cream rise and perhaps those that aren't delivering will drop off which actually I think will probably be better for companies too people that you know the bloggers and the influencers are trying to connect with. I've also seen a huge rise in blogging and vlogging both things I recommend to my clients and both things I think have huge amounts of value. There are some people who are doing incredibly well at both of these in our industry and I think that's a really, really exciting step. So again, that's another way that the industry has changed. I think it's it's always good. Change is good, although it's scary and for some people it isn't good. But I think for some others it encourages people to up their game to make sure what they're offering is really wanted. Um, 
but I do appreciate for those who it hasn't worked out well for, it's not, it isn't good at all. But what will, what is the kind of only certain is change, and I think just looking ahead and trying very hard to plan what's going to happen next, stay ahead of the curve, and make sure that you have a following or a an offering, more importantly, that will weather different storms and will, you know, your multi-platform. So how whatever you're planning to do, you are not putting all of your eggs into one basket, because really it's a bit of a dangerous game to play. So I'm not really sure if that's helped. I mean, it's my take on how I think the industry has changed. And going back to Sam's exact question, which I feel I've probably just go, gone away from, which was, do you think the equestrian is in better shape than it was five years ago? What has changed? Um, well, I think we've looked at a few things that have changed. And I think as well, from, a, from another point of view, um, I mean, let's look at eventing. We've now got um, things like the Event Rider Masters, which are really exciting and actually have put quite a lot of money and um, enthusiasm into eventing and have also made it more accessible through live streaming and all those sorts of things so that's a major development using technology i think also now um more kind of celebrity riders are coming to the fore so people like charlotte dujardin after her amazing um olympic performance in 2012 in london has become a celebrity in her own right and that i think is massive for the industry as well you know, even, I remember really clearly, even Innocent Who Make the Smoothies were tweeting about the dancing horses, and I thought that was fabulous. So I think in that, those kind of ways, equestrian has come more into the mainstream. Um, and I think making it more accessible, like ERM have done, is incredibly powerful. And also, that also presents additional opportunities to, you know, retailers and um, manufacturers and people who sell their product because it's a different way to get to these people get to their target customers if you think about how for example something like ERM would fit into the mix of magazine advertising well you know the, the amount of value you could potentially get from watching the live stream and having some kind of advertising there could be massively more valuable but five years ago it wouldn't have worked because people wouldn't have had the broadband speed or whatever to even enjoy a live stream so the the industry is is changing hugely and it's incredibly exciting but can be a little bit scary. Do I think it's in better shape? Yeah. I think it has to be because the industry is now harnessing new technology more. It is making it more accessible. You know, not that long ago you couldn't be a small brand and not have a large advertising budget because you simply wouldn't have got to your customers. Whereas now with a smaller budget on Facebook, or, or particularly Facebook, you can reach your target customer for 10 quid. So it's, it's opened doors and allowed people to do more, to pursue their passions, to pursue their hobbies. And I know in the small and supercharged group that I run, we have a real range of businesses in there. And some are small people who have just started on you know, um, Etsy and are promoting their products through Facebook. And that would never have happened before. And I think that's incredibly exciting that there's just so many more opportunities for all of us. So I'd really like to hear your comments on this, actually. Um, I would really like to hear what you think. Do you think the industry's changed? Do you think it's in better shape now? What have you found? Um, as I said, the, the website to look at the statistics is um, www.beta-uk.org. Go and have a look at the stats there if you're interested. If you'd like to speak to me direct, 
I am on um, Rhea, R-H-E-A, at RheaFreemanPR.co.uk. You can obviously tweet me at Rhea Freeman um, or comment, you know, comment below and just tag me in and I'll make sure that I keep an eye on things. So I'm going to ask Sam a question now for her to answer and it's going to be about blogging. So Sam, can you talk to us about the different platforms that you can host a blog on? My whole website's actually run off the WordPress platform and I've got my blog attached to that, but I know there are plenty more to go from. So it'd be really great to hear your take on the platforms that you think are most valuable or easiest to use. Thanks so much for listening. I really, really appreciate it and I hope you've enjoyed this podcast. Speak soon.